Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live here on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have been a part of our journey from day one. So thank you, Folgers. We love you and just would not be the same without you guys. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, the Sonic Surgeon, for his sponsorship and contribution of time and music for that amazing intro and outro that you hear. <coughs> Mostly the intro. Sometimes we run out of time for the outro. Uh, you can find all of his music on anywhere that good music can be found. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, etc. And uh, go check him out. He's got a huge array of tunes. Uh, tonight, we welcome back Leslie Mitchell-Clark. She's going to be discussing contactee and abductee hypnosis. Um, you will recognize Lisa Savoy, who has, who has worked with Leslie. Um, Wes Roberts has worked with Leslie. So we're going to be getting into some of that. We're going to be getting into... Um, you know, abductions on average, light work, things of that nature. Now, tonight, I mean, if you guys are tuning in, you're going to be on, of course, our various um, YouTube. Well, let me see where we're at tonight. Tonight, we are on Facebook. Joe Montalda, UFO Undercover, UFO Paranormal, United Public Radio, Canada's Most Haunted, The Outer Realm with Amelia and myself, News on the Flip Side. And if you are over on YouTube, you can check it out at The Outer Realm Radio uh, under my private account, Michelle DeRoche, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials, UFO Paranormal Radio. Um, and if you like the content, guys, come on. Go ahead and just maybe give us a little bit of a subscribe over there. Those subscribe numbers really, really count. So we appreciate your support big time. Um, <clears throat> if you remember last week, we were talking about, was it last? Yeah, it was last week, I think, or the week before. We were talking about doing little Folgers clips, trying to see if our fans wanted to get really creative. Well, Wayne Murphy from Team Templar North America uh, basically decided he would put a little ditty together for us. Just a little 45-second clip, and it's just nice and laid back. So we're going to play it for you right now. So you see your clip can end up in front of millions of people. So if you want in, send us something. Here we go. As I've gotten older in life and learned to enjoy the simpler things, I find that my old eyes see things a lot clearer. Phony friends, phony ideas, and just plain nonsense. You learn to appreciate the good things in life, the simple things. Grandkids, your children, your home. Everything you have. And uh, when it comes to something good and simple, 
My choice has always been Folgers Coffee. Honest, true, just like TTNA. Bam! Awesome! <laughs> Wasn't I'm that like, awesome? I love as it. As you get older, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's written a real commercial. I think I know. might want that. There we go. Well Wayne Murphy, done, thank Wayne you for Murphy. that one. Well done. Oh, well oh done indeed. Folgers, listen in. Wow. <laughs> rolling in. That so, was really good. I know. I thought that was just fabulous. No carbonated sounds, no can. It was it was great, wasn't it? That was just, awesome. Great job, Wayne. Murphy. Okay. Wow. Right. That so was who, really cool. I, I I heard that and I went, Oh yeah, we've got to find a way to get this on tonight. This is absolutely definitely so if you're out there at home and you're thinking, Hey, I can do that or I can do that a little bit better, yep. make sure you send it to the outer realm contact at gmail.com. The outer realm contact at gmail.com. I um, know. And you never know. We might just have it up. Just make sure it's there before showtime. Get it there. Get one there tonight, tomorrow morning. No, tomorrow you can't. Uh, oh, no, can't. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow will be a pre-record. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible that I could probably get it on if you get it that quick, but I would have to really have it early to do that but um yeah otherwise you know, for next week there's two spots open uh, exactly we have two <laughs> nights a week where we can do this we need to see that amazing Folgers yeah. one way or another so this is going to be a thing and uh let's do it so people are rolling in Tamara Wayne Bradley hello hello, hello guys yeah this is great I've sent this to um the link off to Leslie so maybe we should uh get her prepped yeah i will um just do a a, a cap a recap on her i can i yes. can <laughs> yes he well did very indeed. well he did very well <laughs> wow he's got the voice for it too i'm just oh, he does <laughs> he's really got the voice for it okay yep. leslie mitchell clark fellow canadian and Torontonian is a Toronto-based certified clinical hypnotherapist who specializes in a number of modalities, including working with individuals who feel they have had experiences with extraterrestrial beings. Most of this fascinating work, as well as metaphysical therapy, such as past life and interlife regression, takes place at Leslie's Toronto Hypnosis Clinic, Lightwork Hypnosis. And I bet you she's licensed. <laughs> Prior to tidbit. her work, yeah, yep, just a little tidbit <laughs> out there. Hello, Samantha. <laughs> Hi, Samantha. Prior, Hi, Christian. Prior yep. to her work in hypnotherapy, Leslie has also had a busy career as an actor, dancer, vocalist, and for the past 20 plus years, she has also been a top jazz and arts media consultant with an array of Grammy and Juno winning clients, as wow. well as major jazz festivals and record labels. Leslie is currently the director of LMC Media with offices both in Toronto and Leslie's hometown of New York City. She is also a busy arts writer, contributing regularly to a variety of publications. We love having her on. She is we just do. so much fun and we we're do. just, Canada loves her, just saying. We do, and we're just waiting for her yeah. to, uh, to come on board here so um just just watching as all of our platforms are getting met ah thanks everyone yes there we go there the we artist are. himself 
<laughs> Thank you for that sending it. Excellent, Wayne. It was, that was so excellent. laid back. You've got a lulling kind of voice. You make us want to have a Folgers and just get out on that nice big deck of yours and put our feet up and <laughs> right. So you go. That's right. Without them, we wouldn't be here. But um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So as we work um, or wait for Leslie, um, I find it interesting when you made, you know, we're just going to give a little pot shot out there right now. When you made the comment. (laughs) uh, Oh, because the smoke is coming out of my Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. Um, When you made the comment about... um, being licensed Absolutely. that's a big one and and we're only making mention of it um because that's what we do uh is to raise awareness because we've recently come across a situation and i say situation because there was somebody that that we were assisting who apparently got a regression um and hey zach man hey, but Bob. This regression wasn't licensed to to bring anybody to to hypnotize everyone, but it sure, you know, it was all validated. Oh, yes, this did happen. And it really did harm to this individual. Thanks. You know, yeah, Yeah, it really did harm to this individual. I mean, on a serious level, I'll have to clue you in on that too, Amelia, because more stuff (laughs) came in. But (laughs) oh, yeah. yeah. So you see, always. Definitely always look for references. And it's hard because this individual has good references. Um, Extremely good and well-known. Yeah. But nowhere in the credentials is there anything mentioned. Hi, Lynn. Anything mentioned about being a certified hypnotist. I'd be something else I would be interested in talking to Leslie about because that's just so not cool realistically Um, it's it's very dangerous you're you're talking about working with someone's mental state yeah and um last i looked it requires a a degree and some form of certification and uh, for yourself you need to do your own due diligence as michelle said you need to get references if you want to see a psychic medium and they're talking past life regression Mm -hmm. make sure they're certified for this because most of them aren't they just think that they can bring you back, which is, you know, it's something that we can even do ourselves through meditation, but it's, it's just, it doesn't mean that we're out there doing it, you know, um, just because you can, Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're, you're dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with, what kind of traumas they may have had and something that you might disconnect and create great harm. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing we looked at was, when we found out who this person is, and I'm not going to say, we're not giving away names. We just want to create awareness because this is happening more than just this person. Um, A lot of people are out there doing past life regressions who really shouldn't be. Um, Mm. Make sure that you're not just picking up somebody from online. Um, Make sure that you know people who've had this work done with them. Mm-hmm. And you yourself have to be honest with yourself. If you are in depression or have anxiety, I don't think it's a good idea to be with someone who does this and is not certified. 
you don't know that they're doing it properly. You don't know that they're bringing you back properly. And it was misinformation. It wasn't even oh, accurate my God. Was information. It ever, was it ever bad? You know, saying, oh, yeah. hey, this is this is you. You know, this is who you oh, are. I'm so sorry life. for your loss, Lynn. Oh, sorry, Lynn. Yeah. Deepest condolences. It's, it's a really tough one because people yeah. get excited and they want to know who they were in a past life. But the truth is not everyone can do it. You mm -hmm. need to leave it up to the professionals. And there's different levels of hypnosis. We don't know how far he, this person took her. Mm -hmm. And um, what's really sad is this person is really well known and has really great credentials. So we're just saying look for certification if you're going there for a reading it's one thing but if you're going to see a psychic medium who says i can do past life regression ask mm. for proof ask for for validation yeah look at the credentials those credentials should yeah. be up on the wall of the office as but well exactly that's where you really need to see them because anybody can put yeah. anything online like let's not pretend yeah. here anybody can put anything online. I mean, how many GIs of ladies have you had in your DMs slide in and try to, you know, clickbait mm -hmm. and fish, you know, catfish you. So no, it's the same thing with medium. Some I'm I don't doubt that this person thinks they can do it, but yeah. the repercussions of the choice of this person have been yeah, so, serious. so serious. Um, so serious. So Please, um, just be careful. Yeah, the recent link. Uh, it's, it's she's struggling. Thing. Let me oh, try it's again. Okay. I, I'm struggling with my soundboard. So we're all, um, we're I'll all email struggling it. today. Right, I'm just going to email it to her. I think that might help because sometimes Messenger. It doesn't work all the time gives a problem. So bear with us, guys. Bear with yeah, us. Yeah, I do have two um, pairs of glasses on my head. One on my face, one on my head. My hair bothers me. Yes, this is. Oh not yeah, good. this was this was devastating to hear what had happened to this um, this person who went to seek a regression, and it it's just it's devastating. It is, and and you know what, you you get to that point where you have to. Um, really do your homework with some people because yeah. yeah sometimes you just do not get okay this isn't going to be i guess we've never emailed right. <laughs> thanks tamara uh, i know so. i've always mm -hmm. i sometimes i even have my sheets up there like it's just ridiculous i forget i forget oh. you'll see me do this if you're anywhere near me i'm always doing this to see if i have a pair with me um <laughs> yeah because it's not we're not speaking about just and malevolent entity attachment. We're talking, it has disrupted the mental health of this person. That is really, really serious. So anyway. Once I keep talking, I'm, I'm just actually yeah. communicating with her. Um, I'll have to redo this one. She wants it elsewhere. Okay. No, I, I think the problem is with some people as <laughs> Tamara walks into the shower. Sorry. <laughs> with her glasses on. She's even walk. I haven't hit that point yet. Oh, there it is. Okay. Good evening, Doreen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Now I'm going to double check my head when I walk into the shower. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. Sorry about that. Um, sometimes Messenger, the guest will say, can you just put it in Messenger? Sometimes Messenger just will not allow it to be a thing. So no, what I, what I was saying is, and I'm sure Leslie can actually, um, you know, elaborate a little bit more, but yeah. sometimes everything you see online, sometimes it looks really stellar. Hey, That's why yeah. you really need to dig deep sometimes and just look up reviews. Go on Google and go reviews. Oh, but this or... person has great reviews. <laughs> it's really hard. All this I know is, is a tough one because we were looking for negative stuff and we couldn't find yeah. anything. But, this you one's know, tough. We just see right now there's an individual in, in, in a lot of trouble right now and was given this was this happened and wasn't even given proper information so that tells me did you really did you really hypnotize this person because you gave the wrong information because a good medium will go uh no <laughs> that's not a um, thing and and i think we when we do have past life regressions, we have to keep in mind, not everybody's coming up Cleopatra. I mean, some no, of us, you know, that's... come up differently. Uh, I know someone who came up as Hitler. Um, you know, it it doesn't have to be, you could just be a person, a regular person. <laughs> Look, why, if you're coming up with celebrities and people are coming out of this person's office with celebrities or mm. anybody who's well known in the media or in the news or and I'm not saying that this person was called Cleopatra. It's not like that at all. It's actually so much darker, but um it messed her up is all I'm saying. It it, it really did in such a serious way. Well, and you it, need it's therapy just so heartbreaking. That. Um <laughs> you know well, that's another thing. Come we have on. to be honest with ourselves if we need therapy before okay. going in as well. Our guest so, is here. Yay! Bam. Hello, beautiful. Yeah, How are you guys doing? How are you? I am fantastic. I got to tell you, it's it's a we we have a very protracted spring process in um, Ontario, and um, <laughs> you know what I mean. What is it we say? We got nine months of winter and three months of rough sledding. It's so oh my <laughs> not wrong on that. Oh but my it was gosh. a nice day today, and I uh, got out into it, and. Um, I'm so happy to be here and see you. Oh, we're so beauties. happy to have you. We you love having beauties. you. You came in at perfect timing. We were just discussing. I'll let Michelle fill you in because ah. I think that your your input, we both feel, is very, very uh, important yeah, in ways. Before we get to the you know, abductee, contactee, you know, crazy stuff, we were talking about hypnosis in general. Yes. And people are chiming in. Uh, we, we came across uh, a family that we were working with and where a young a young individual uh, hooked up with, with a medium life coach who's very, very reputable, at least on, on paper and on Oof. online, and uh, claimed to have had a past life regression, but there was no mention of any sort of, of credentials to be able to do hypnotherapy, and it really messed this person up, I mean, really bad, and yeah. didn't even give this person the right information gave gave this person like really dark information oh. like i said you almost need counseling after some of this stuff so people are chiming in so what are your thoughts on that what do you do with somebody who do you do you have to fix a lot of these problems 
Well, thankfully, no, not too many. However, um, I will say that of late, I've seen a little bit of an uptick mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, these uh, really untrained people it's very easy to get a little uh certification as as a life coach so right. i'm seeing and i'm sure there are wonderful people doing that please do not but right. i think there are also right. people so who are saying well this is going to take me a weekend groovy let me get that and yeah. um are doing um regression processes without any you know training, training like whatsoever or certification, or certification. Yeah. and um you know, I got to tell you, it's, um, well, this, this is an interesting point. You know, we, I carry practitioner insurance and I think most reputable practitioners do. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, I once asked you like my guy, I said, you know, this is such a benign process and where are the lawsuits coming from? I mean, who is suing, mm -hmm. you know, hypnotherapists? And he said, well, every single thing that like that that has happened has had to do with a regression process. Oh, yeah. So, you know, now even now, now a fact here is Thank even, you. even the, um, the National Guild of Hypnotists, which is, you know, the, that's our that's our union for North America, and there and any kind of uh, hypnosis training should be certified by them. Right. Uh, that's how that's how we do you know quality control. But you know, of course, you know that's it's not you know really enforceable. You mm -hmm. can have you know the University of uh, Duda and <laughs> and their hypnosis program. I mean, I don't really think that there's any way to enforce this. But I will say that if you're a person moving ahead and looking for a practitioner, mm -hmm. please do make sure that they have been trained through the National Guild of Hypnosis and our members and are carrying. Insurance. See, that's perfect uh, advice, right? Perfect there. timing yeah. because we we are assisting this person, and this person is in dire straits. And oh. um, mm -hmm. um, we took a peek at this psychic medium life slash life coach, mm -hmm. and there is nothing, not even a mention of regression no. on there. Oh so it's it's really scary, and um, it makes it really difficult because you know you go in there with all these aspirations thinking, Oh, yeah. this is going to be great. I'm going to get answers and not so much. And it's not the first time I've actually heard the story of, you know, people coming out even with like super migraines and, and oh yeah i mean you can even bring somebody exactly uh, exactly yeah. but you if you bring someone out of hypnosis too quickly yeah they will exactly get a happened. horrific headache so there that again there shows go. an amateur you know not you know not the proper training now interestingly enough even in the you know uh hypnotist part one training the very basic basic beginnings of the ngh certified training they do discuss um past life regression and the reason for that is that it can happen automatically 
right when mm-hmm. you least expect it and if you've got a calming voice and you've got someone in there who's receptive and you ask them to go to the root of their problem mm-hmm. you could end up you know in the 12th century there's right. this this is the kind of thing that and it's actually happened to me inadvertently mm-hmm. when i was a young uh, practitioner but the mm-hmm. thing is you know not to freak out and and uh, to handle it um well we have you know we have we cover it a little bit in the right. basic and but for myself uh, personally, I I was just a regular practitioner for a while before I I took on all of the uh, past the past life. Well, for for us mm-hmm. in the NGH, it's a kind of a package. Um, right. I have I am certified in what they call metaphysical hypnotherapy, which Very means nice. that I'm certified in. Um, past life regression, interlife regression, which is really fascinating. We should talk. I don't know if we talked about that at all. Last I know we're going to just talk about like, yeah, everything. that's, that was really, yeah, I think that was want. like, and then also something that, that, I mean, I call it energy release, but some, some mm-hmm. chapters call it entity release, right. but right. whatever it is, it is releasing negative ideas yeah. if you will that are that are actually lodging in the body in some as we talked about way. that the last show in great yeah. detail and it was um, yeah it did the show did really really well you guys just all have to go back and watch that archive to get in on that one yeah um so just to um for, uh, for Kane and Lucas from Chile, all the way from Chile. Thank you for Thank tuning you. in. Amelia, can you Chile. see? Me gusto, Chile. Yes. ¿Qué pasó, Chile. I got a great question. Can I ask if a person is under hypnosis, is there a chance that he will stay in that state forever? No, there is. And, and that is surprisingly a very common fear. Hypnosis has to be reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. Right. Now, I can put someone into a very deep state of hypnosis where they <laughs> you can barely see their breathing. And we call that hypnotic coma or the Esdale state. Right. Now, it only, in my opinion, it only has medical uses in pain relief. But still... If I was going to keep that person in any kind of um, uh, altered state for more than 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I would have to keep reinforcing it and reinforcing it. And after a while, the body would just say no and wake up. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, a, it's a kind of a temporary effect, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is absolutely no risk of... Um, of you know, losing consciousness at that depth. In fact, you know, when we do, when we do a lot of hypnotic, excuse me, hypnotic processes, we like to keep people in the alpha state, like in between wakefulness and being asleep. So you're at no time are you unconscious Mm -hmm. in any hypnotic procedure. You may drift in and out of awareness, but at no time are you unconscious unless that's what I'm intending to do in pain relief to just get someone into deep sleep into the delta state or what have you right okay well that's there we go there we go so no worries (laughs) yeah no worries you're all worries if you go to somebody reputable for sure Uh, michael actually had posed a different question was under another name about deja vu i think he was looking Mm. for um just opinions on the belief of what is deja vu 
Well, mm -hmm. you know, there are there are a few different um, there are a few different opinions on this. Now, I myself have experienced a number of times classical deja vu where I was in a location or with an individual that triggered a very, very strong recollection. And, uh, and I felt as if I had lived it before. And, and I experienced those moments mo mostly in, 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 in Scotland, in the UK, in Ireland, mostly mm, there. But uh, I, I don't know if that plugs into more recent lifetimes, but I've experienced that phenomenon. And now, now there is also a school of thought, and I, and I wouldn't necessarily dismiss this, that talks about the nature of time. And the fact that, of course, you know, time as we talk about it is not really linear that's an agreement that we make so we can progress and accomplish things and and meet for coffee or whatever you know so right. um but it's probably more like an onion in the sense that it's it's layered and interconnected and sort of attached and there are places that are not as dense as other places, I think, in the space-time continuum. Mm -hmm. And it may be possible to slip in for a bit to right. an alternate reality. And the sensation that one would get is, oh, mm -hmm. this has happened before. So I wouldn't discount uh, either thing. And I don't think they're mutually uh, exclusive. I think either thing could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the last time I was on the show, I talked about my weird little slip into into the past uh, down in uh, Greenwich Village. You did. Right? It, yeah. Yes. So, you know, and that yes. that absolutely happened. So I think there is uh, there are little uh, little thinned layers in space time. Mm -hmm. And there may even be, uh, you know, portals and, and uh, you know, passageways in space-time that allow beings to arrive here that are really ultra-dimensionals rather than um, aliens from a, a physical planet in our third density. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The sensation is more like precognition. I get nauseous when I have deja vus. I don't know why, oh. but I get nausea. Hmm. Well, I have is... to hold myself. I get dizzy. I have to, if I'm standing, I have to like, you know, like literally I'm holding myself up kind oh, of feeling yeah. and I feel queasy and a little bit dizzy. And then well, I see it all play out in front of me. You know, that makes, that makes perfect sense to me because first of all, I think, you know, you both of you beauties would agree that any profound spiritual thing has the potential to overwhelm uh, our systems for a moment. It's not yes. necessarily negative. It's just the way that we are processing. Now, what you're talking about, I experienced something, you know, just like that at the Tower of London. I mm. was standing at the, um, you know, what they call the traitor's gate. And when the tide is high, that's where the prisoners who probably were never going to see the light of day again were rowed down the Toms and right into the Tower of London. And I was so overwhelmed by the residual mm -hmm. fear and grief. And it was like, it was like a wall and it hit me and I thought I was going to throw up and I was unstable mm -hmm. and dizzy. Mm -hmm. And it was in my experience that those physical manifestations were not necessarily about deja vu, but just picking up on the saturation mm 
mm-hmm. of, of, grief, of, of grief and fear and energy that, yes. you know, I don't, yeah. I don't like to think of the idea of souls being trapped there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, that's a very disturbing idea, but I certainly Easy think to fix. <laughs> yeah, it's, it can be fixed. It can be fixed. That's okay. why when you go in on, on, when I when I go in with uh, the little groups I work with, man, it's always got to be about spirit rescue. It's not an entertainment. Yes. Not an entertainment. It's such a great feeling. It you is. Know? Yeah, it's it such is. a great feeling doing rescues. They're the best. They are for sure. Next oh. question, Bubbles. Lynn, Wendy, thank you. Yes, can everyone be hypnotized? Are there some that can't be? I can tell you right now. I drop at your knees. I don't think <laughs> I can be. I'm just I, like. I've, I've been told off because yeah. I've been told I can't. I'm just like, like it's right out. Okay. I'm aware of everything anyway. that's going on the whole time. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I think, <laughs> you know, I think first of all, we have to demystify what hypnosis is. Yeah. Like I said, it's not, it's not unconsciousness. It's simply adjusting your brain vibration, which is done through relaxation. So in that sense, Anybody, I believe, can be induced into a light state of hypnosis. Now, obviously, some people are, you know, they just, they just fall in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 They're just, they're just there. Bubbles you know? down. That's yeah. it. I think I mean, that comes with remote viewing because it's just a training that you're easily, oh, you know, transferring energy. Oh, so. Of yeah. course, you're you're all, you're already involved in stimulating those parts of your brain that are involved yeah. in all that. So, uh, so that's uh, so I think that that's kind of a cool thing. But anyway, uh, I love <laughs> it. Sure I like the all. feeling of it. Um, Kenan asks, "Is it dangerous to perform hypnosis if the patient is under the influence of a hallucinogenic drug?" Um, like yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Good thinking, Bob. Yeah. Good thinking. Yes, it yeah. is. I mean, uh, um, yeah. I, I actually, you know, threw someone out of my office once who came for past life regression, and I got partly into it, and they started to kind of freak out, and they pulled, oh. them, pulled themselves out of hard. hypnosis and said that they had um uh god it wasn't weed i'm such an old fart maybe it was something like maybe it's like angel dust which i think is hallucinogenic right. <laughs> that's what it was and yeah. i said you, yeah. you get the boop out of my office oh that'll mess now, you so, up you know like and, doing and, ayahuasca and, i guess so it's it, it's dangerous for both of you for you and for well, it was, your it's ridiculous client. yes yeah. it was yeah. and you don't and and i mean in the word right there i'm not trying to be rude or anything hallucinogenic means you're hallucinating. Why would you want to go under hypnosis when you don't know what's real? And it's it, the sitter and the the person hypnotizing you is dangerous for both oh, of you. I, I, I think I can tell you. Some people believe, if you go back to ancient times, that mushrooms, for example, oh. they use it in ayahuasca as well, that you can take it. And they believe that, and there's a lot of information surfacing about the magic mushrooms. I've never partaken, just saying. So anyway, poor people go, have you tried? No. No. Nope. Uh, but I won't even do ayahuasca. <laughs> okay. No. Nope. But, but they believe that the experiences they're having, that they're really reaching out with, whether it's extraterrestrial beings, whether it's it's their ancestors yeah, coming just through. Train yourself, just train yourself to spiritually to get there. You don't that's need kind to. Of, that, that's kind of my way. Now, but like I'm DMT. not good. 
right? yeah i i don't really understand that but not yeah. i'm not gonna but i gotta tell you man you know i'm old so i i lived through the <laughs> 60s i took a lot of lsd <laughs> and i did a lot of mushrooms in right yeah I it did. was a different time and, i think it's resurfacing again well that it's, way. it's resurfacing but i'm you know i i mean it, it, it's too much for me. I couldn't right. imagine ever being that high again. I can't, I can't I understand. Like I can't control over my hat. No, my I, I don't either, but I do love champagne. I'm just going to say. Well, but, that's something you know, else, you know. That's, that's a whole okay. other, I like that's the bubbles. That's a whole other thing. That's <laughs> of course okay. you do. But, uh, I love but I think, bubbles. You know, but I think through meditation, I mean, I've been a, I think any spiritual, I'm not telling you which to do, you know, yes, spiritual yes. discipline. There's a wide variety of things. You got to find the thing that works for you. For me, I've been a transcendental meditator for, I'm embarrassed to tell you how long, but, but, you know, really a lot of years. And I think that gradually and subtly, rather than a blast of, uh, you know, some kind of psychotropic, you know, wonder thing you know it it um it has helped to um i it, there has been an evolution but subtle but mm -hmm. now that's my way there are people that are very um experimental and to them mm -hmm. you know this is a, a sacred thing it's sacred to these indigenous people so I, you know i would yes, never uh put it down in any way i'm just saying for me I just don't want to be that high. No, I, I get that's it too. how I feel. No, I don't. No. I can't handle that, that high in control. But no. I think yeah. for some people as well, if you're not, um, if you don't know how to use a, let's say a psychic ability or something, mm -hmm. that would be the way you would take because it shortcut would be a, through DMT it's, and it stuff. Is yeah. yeah, it's a shortcut. It, it is. It yeah. is. You don't know what's real. You don't know. I think if you're going to do something like that, make sure you're surrounded by people you can trust. I don't understand because I the understanding I have is you take ayahuasca and you throw up. I at first. can't handle a cold. Yeah. At, at like first. If I have to throw up, I'm just like, I'm not in. Yeah, I don't get the appeal. Yeah, not promoting no, any hallucinogenesis here. Just no, I'm not. <laughs> I just don't understand the appeal of it. Yeah. But you know, but mm. Michelle That's and I true see of some peyote or anything like that. I always used to have a milkshake first. Right. Yeah. And a lot easier. There but, you go. There but, yeah. go. Right. But no, it sounds insane now when I talk about it. It sounds insane. <laughs> Given you know, all those but, little, little but, pointers. Uh, Take milkshake first. And, no, yeah. no, no. I know. Wow. Back in the day. Yeah. Oh. Those are the days. But at any rate, I do think for some people, it's an incredible path. Now, my own mm -hmm. nephew is very, you know, he's very, he has a, a, a wonderful straight ahead career in the entertainment business, but he, but he is a real expert at these journeys involving dmt yes and um and he believes or has told me that he has had encounters with See? um uh with uh, ultra terrestrial yep. beings and you know i have no doubt that that whatever the chemical makeup is of the that DMT. compound yeah. that it it elevates our vibration probably enough to be able to find a kind of common ground with the beings that aren't even physical anymore I, so, I completely agree because DMT is within like our, our pineal gland and, and oh we and have it so, and, and, yeah so yeah. that's a natural part it um, is and if your pineal gland's calcified I could see why people would go to try there's, to there's 
there's meditations you can do to we detoxify can bring it, that. It, it can oh, be, for sure. But I'm just it saying, brought, yeah, but it can not be everybody. No, yeah. no, we just have to. I'm just creating yeah. an awareness so you can choose something other than that. There is a way to meditate to clear that and break that. Ab- okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we do use also uh, hypnosis to speak directly to the pineal gland to start releasing the substances nice. in, in a Very helpful nice. way. Yeah, I definitely have um, to come see you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like I have a lot easier. Be a lot yeah. easier if Leslie's doing it than me. <laughs> I can meditation. I could, I could just slip right in. I'm just easily. Well, you can't really, you know, if you no, but it's what the reality is. If you in, in this era of the real time mapping of the, of the brain, uh, we do know that if you hook up uh, somebody's brain, who's uh, in been put into hypnosis and you hook up somebody's brain who is meditating, it is virtually impossible to tell the difference. These are both alpha signature uh, brain waves. And the same kind of helpful thing is going on in your brain and your body. Uh, When you are meditating, you are in the same zone as where I let people take themselves. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. There we go. Um, Summerborn, I love that name. Could you slip into an alternate reality and stay there? Under hypnosis? (laughs) Uh, 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 Or do you mean slipping like while we're just walking around? Let us know. Yes, well, yes, who's yes. To, who's to know that that hasn't happened? I mean, there are yeah. you know there are so many cases of missing persons who just basically vanish mm-hmm. out of the face of the off the face of the earth, yeah. and um, I I am a great believer that there are many portals natural or otherwise that can be activated under certain circumstances and Mm -hmm. i think in that in i think it might be possible that if you did slip through the right kind of vortice that you could you could remain there i'm just power spots like an outlander (laughs) Oh, oh my god. You know how many people right. go hugging those stones now? Yeah. Jamie. Yeah. But but it but it happens. Power spots. I mean, you know, the ancients built over top of places like this. Well, on and, purpose. They, and they know now with LIDAR, I was just watching a show on, on this the other day with the use of LIDAR, they have now discovered that these PowerPoints, you know, Karnak and, and yes. Stonehenge and all yes. the other henges, that they are atop caves crystal mm-hmm. caves mm, so you're talking we're really talking about piezo electricity here mm-hmm. that apparently uh ancient ancient uh antediluvian uh, man was able to use fully and uh mm-hmm. that's why they're there it's no accident why would i can't i i'm still waiting to see what they're going to find underneath gobekli tepe and especially, oh, and especially now that they have found that it's a major super complex. It is. The same way that Stonehenge was a major super complex. But not the oldest now. They have found one older nope. than that one. Oh, yeah. So I think the Bosnian I think the Bosnian pyramidal structure is is the old is the most ancient European structure now at uh, their estimating 60,000 years old. That is the oldest because I, th- I think even yeah. Russia came in at 
their pyramid structure came in at 45,000. Yeah. So this, yeah, Bosnia is, is an ancient. Well, we, we still don't know what's in Antarctica, so it could be something older. Mm. Oh, you know, I'm, I am just waiting for that. I think it's what, you know, the, with the planetary shifts that have occurred, it's highly mm -hmm. possible that Antarctica was like an Eden-esque. It was. Uh, They've hyper, already shown that. Hyperborean yeah. uh, kind yes. of, I know there has to be a reason. Did, did you see that clip where one of our one of our notable astronauts? I, I can't remember. Was it John Glenn? Mm -hmm. uh, and and several very very important people actually went in to a specified cavern in mm -hmm. Antarctica and were like away for hours and hours and hours and have never spoken about what happened in there. There's allegedly a portal there too. Why not? <laughs> well, how big is that portal? How big is that portal? It doesn't have to be very big. Don't think I'll be doing backup for you in a second. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, That's I, what I, I need. <laughs> serenading. Uh, my gosh. Yes, yes, Corinne Champagne, my dear friend. Hello. If under hypnosis you go back to a past life, what happens if you are killed at that moment in your past life? What happens to you? Oh, well, we, ab we, we absolutely guide people through the death experience. Yeah. That's the pro that that is the if you are trained to do. See, I, I think I should point out that when we do past life regression as a hypnotherapist, it's all about the healing that happens with the recall of the past lives that that person decides to visit or that they're supposed to visit. And, um, you know, very often when people come for a past life regression, they don't necessarily know where they want to go. So we just put the intention out there that the, the lives that are supposed to show up or that that person is supposed to take a look at are the ones that pop up. And uh, invariably, uh, that's kind of uh, how it works, that people mm. experience the lifetimes that seem to be most applicable to right now, which is why I always say, you know, this past life stuff is fantastic, but the most important lifetime is right now. Right. Absolutely. We, we, are at, we have the power to manifest new um, uh, pathways and ways of doing things. So, but um, the, um, so what happens to a person, as I said, we guide them through the experience, but we do it very, very gently and we sort of turn the person into an observer. And at the very end of the, of course, this happens at the end of a lifetime where I've asked, you know, 10,000 other questions, right? right. And, <laughs> and so it's at the very end and we say, and now we're going to, and now we're going to visit the death experience itself. And I say, you feel no pain. You're simply an observer. And that, and uh, however, we do have the person become aware of when their spirit leaves their body. But I never, ever, ever have anyone relive trauma or pain. Right. So that's how we that's how we do it when it's done properly. There is absolutely no um, productive end to someone re-experiencing trauma or pain. That means certified people just saying, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love um, Tamara's question. Where did mm -hmm. it go? <laughs> Where did it there go? go? There we go. What is the weirdest hypnosis? Oh, hypothesis? I think she's hypothesis saying hypnosis. Hypothesis. Jeez, I can't even. I got glasses on and I can't even. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what Tamara means. I think the 
bloody hypnosis. I think the bloody spell check came in. That's it. Yeah, uh, hypnosis uh, experience. Uh, okay, yes. so I was right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, one of the weirdest <laughs> ones. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, there's there's been quite a few of them, but as we discussed in detail last time, you know, I, yes, I'm yes. I try to be as uh, uh, um, rigorous as I can be as far as the intake that I do before I accept somebody as a client, especially for any kind of metaphysical work. I have to be extra careful that right. people have no history, no um, mental yes. health history, etc. So uh, let's Good see. Point. Did I did I tell you about the um, the gentleman who began speaking in the ancient language and did I tell you about that I last night? So. Um, yeah. Where, where um, that was, that was definitely maybe the strangest thing right. that right. has happened. But right. um, I don't know. I, maybe I just have a wide envelope for strangeness. <laughs> that's okay, though. That it's is, hard for me to that is really to pick cool, something though. out, you know. But I, I think sometimes people surprise me when they when they change sexes quickly when they're mm -hmm. when they're recalling past lives because it's like a whoop. It's like a three sixty where maybe they're a woman and they're a man. Right. right. I have heard people speaking in um, all kinds of languages. Right. Uh, that uh, some that are familiar to me, some that, you know, sound, you know, ancient in the extreme. Right. So um, I think that, um, yeah, as far as strange experiences. Now, I have at times been very um, startled by things that people have told me when I've been working with experiencers. I'd say that is a little more, uh, you know, flying, so, by the, flying by the seat of your pants. So let's get into that then, because mm -hmm. that's, I think, what we were going to tackle this time around mm -hmm. was getting into it. Because, you know, we've had Wes on and we've had oh, Lisa on. And I know, he's, I always Lisa. say he's got an open door policy also. But, <laughs> you know, but, but this is where we were sort of leaving it this mm -hmm. time. Um, to get into, I guess, the meat and potatoes of the whole abductee contactee mm -hmm. experience, because okay. there's some people are pretty traumatic. Then you've got my lab, then you've got, you yeah. know, RETs actually this or this, yep. or yep. so where do you want to start with that? I want, I want, you know, I want you to lead it where you want it to go because it's pretty diverse. Oh, it like is a lot diverse. of information with this stuff, right? Like, well, people do have a great variety of experiences. Right. And there are a number of different uh, extraterrestrial and ultra-terrestrial ultra beings that, that we engage with. But one thing I would like to say is mm -hmm. it is actually very rare to um, regress someone and it is a painful lab-oriented experience huh? that's mm -hmm. really a very tiny percentage in fact i was uh i was talking hence lisa yeah i was talking to kathy martin uh not long ago and um you know i i probably mentioned that i was I was part of the MUFON uh, Experiencer Research Project, which was Kathy's thing, and she was the director of the whole project. And yeah. the results that came out after thousands of regressions, uh, you know, over a 10-year period, that 10% of the experiencers on the high end had what I would call euphoric-type experiences. 
I mean, mingling with beautiful beings and receiving information. I mean, just ecstatic mm -hmm. experiences. And 10% on the low end had traumatic experiences. But that, you know, that that 80% was all really what you could call benign mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of... Um, no physical pain, no no trauma, no fear. So, so are those like actual extraterrestrial um, contact compared to, let's say, that 10% or 20%, would that be more my lab, which is like military well, that is a whole. that is the worst possible stuff that's going on. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and the worst, most heinous, torturous, uh, egregious things that I have ever heard about, some things that made me just almost lose it myself just in the hearing of them mm -hmm. were all at the hands of me lab human and maybe not so nicely intentioned ETs and their research right. projects and their technologies and blah, blah, blah. The, you know, mm -hmm. like I was saying, we don't need any help being horrible to ourselves. No, we no. are heinous we are. to ourselves. We are. And, um, and so I've got to tell you that these me lab experiences, I mean, that's in a whole nother, I don't always include that with, right. uh, uh, with experiencers per se, because mm -hmm. I don't want people to think that it is a common thing. Right. It's, uh, it's still sort of in a rarity, but those mm -hmm. those poor those poor individuals who have been through those kinds of programs it's like the worst ptsd that you could imagine mm -hmm. and some of them are really veterans they were in service and i, so, I know at least a handful of people oh, yes and, and, so, and you're right 100 percent. it's it's shameful we because of this bs secrecy mm -hmm. and at we have we have many, many, many veterans who have survived incredible things, mm -hmm. who have no respect, no support, and mm -hmm. are disacknowledged, mm -hmm. you know. Right, right. So why do you think that they're, they're targeted? Well, you know, that's an interesting thing. I, I, you know, a lot of the MeLab peeps or, or a lot of the, a lot of the uh, individuals that have been involved in the secret space program in general have come from military families right. and now i i can't speak for the entire u.s but i've i've worked with a number of canadian experiencers who's mm. who's either one either the father or the mother or the both were involved mm -hmm. with some of these programs that were going on in what we call the do line which mm -hmm. is uh they're oh. still there these are these are military bases that are canadian and u.s cooperative i mean they're co-run mm -hmm. and the purpose was they came out of the cold war so that we would be able to see the missiles coming from russia and right. that's why that was the well that's the cover story anyway so, right, right. so we do find find uh, a lot of um, uh, these individuals do come from military families. And if that's not the case, they also have a, sometimes they have a, um, a profile of high, very high intelligence, high intelligence uh, or high uh, PSI abilities. And some of that stuff can be traced, you know, generationally. Mm -hmm. And remember you have, you know, you have some, you know, sort of amoral ETs involved with some of this stuff. Now the real brutal, the really brutal things uh, that, um, 
aside from the me lab we're just going to put the me lab aside yeah, for a yeah, second yeah. but uh, as far as as far as abductions and i will call these abductions uh we're talking about you know the kinds of activities that emanated from the truman agreement after the roswell crash yeah. where where the the zeta reticulites were allowed to harvest our DNA uh, to reinvigorate their reproduction. And, and many hybrid children were seen and created. Many, many young women had overtaken in painful ways. Sperm was taken, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the time. So it's all of this did happen. However, it's, it's my belief and many other ufologists concur with this, that this particular agreement, the Truman-Eisenhower agreement, mm. timed out. And and so the, the individuals that come to me who have had those type of, I'm going to call them reproductive kind of experiments yeah. and such, they have to be of a certain age because we really don't mm. see them occurring any more into the 90s and maybe even part of the 80s so wow. it's it, it's a thing that did happen but it timed out and the and the zeta reticulites were either made to stop or honored their agreement cats they're deeply involved still with us so, i didn't know yeah, that yeah they're deeply involved with us still and um if, if for any of um your wonderful uh, uh viewers and listeners who are interested in that particular time in history there's an excellent book called the day after roswell by colonel philip corso mm -hmm. and it is a wonderful first person uh journey through those early days where that uh that um pact occurred and the beginnings of the the first whisperings of the secret space program occurred then uh when we were given um et technology yeah i've heard of the book yeah absolutely um okay so let's talk about i've heard people say that implants is something that military would do that et really doesn't need to implant you have you found that in your hypnosis with people talking about that? Oh, yes. You know what? I Are mean, you in agreement? I, I, I am, uh, I am in, in some agreement to that. I absolutely am. Um, because I think that, um, at least with some of the people that I've worked with, they have received implants in their etheric body. In other mm. words, not physical ones. And the main oh. purpose, the main purpose being to act kind of like a step up transformer to enhance uh, the ability to communicate telepathically because telepathic communication mm. is primarily what's happening. Mm. Uh, beings are communicating <laughs> at, the, at the speed of thought. Mm -hmm. from anywhere in the galaxy or the universe the speed right. of thought is instantaneous it's 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 mm -hmm. not bound by space-time and it appears to be although many beings can speak and do but it appears to be the the international language and the, 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 dipl the diplomatic thing. language in the way that you know french yes. was you know 200 years ago but right. to do that and to engage with humans and involve them in activities and projects you kind of need to find um, the humans with the most psychic ability. So mm -hmm. it's easiest. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I think a lot of this, you know, following generations, I mean, I have people I work with whose 
mothers were taken and fathers and siblings and going back probably to the grandparents. And sometimes these experiences, um, depending on how far back you go with the old folks, they get interpreted as kind of uh, biblical or demonic experiences. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because that's their realm of understanding where they were taken by little devils. And, uh, you know, I mean, because that's their their frame of reference would be, yes. you know, these the, this Pentecostal kind of Christian religious mm-hmm. uh, point of view. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, wow. What? I'm just, that's why I've never been taken, Michelle, because I'm just not psychic enough. No. Oh, God. I'm cheesing. I'm being, I'm being facetious. About being I'm taken, being that is. <laughs> no, I'm um, just. Yeah. So in in hypnotizing people, there there's a lot out there with respect to having, you know, a space fleet like you know, the solar ward and all of this. There's so much with the exopolitics mm-hmm. things. Have you ever hypnotized anybody who's been involved in that? Whether it's from a soldier standpoint, whether it's from someone who's been taken off world to serve, whether because oh, so many, so many, oh, Michelle. Wow, okay. There we so go. So okay. many. Um, okay. I would have to point as as the person who first began <laughs> really giving me this information, and a very good friend is uh, uh, Captain Randy Kramer, who's okay. known as Captain K, um, okay. sometimes, and um, he was uh, um, an individual who participated in what they call the twenty and back, where he was. Um, uh, basically, uh, well, again, here we had a military household. The father was in the military. So right. again, and uh, and so he began experiencing missing time and began sort of training as a cadet, as a teenager. And mm. this would happen at school where, you know, uh, there would be a note to the teacher and he'd get up and he'd go outside and get in some kind of vehicle and then perhaps be in a, in a training craft or, or, or whatever. So this began as a, as a teenager. Now he feels that, um, uh, that his DNA was enhanced because of his mother's proximity to the bases and the labs and the what have you. Not that the mother necessarily agreed to it or that the father even knew about it. But he wow. thinks there's a there's a strong possibility, because he's a you know the IQ is extremely high, eidetic memory. You know he has a lot oh. of things that are that are quite um, exceptional from our uh, from our point of view, mm-hmm. um, from a person who has high school education. You know, right, I mean, right. So, uh, so Randy Kramer, um, he eventually there was a point where he was. Um, accepted or offered uh, to sign on for his uh, tour of duty, the 20 and back, which simply meant that he would serve for 20 years. And then at the end of that 20 year period, uh, they would move, be able to move him the timeline back to being a 19 year old teenager living at home. Okay. Yes. Okay. I remember the story. Yeah. So this okay. is, and, and this, whenever you hear 20 and back, this is what it refers to this process that was that was used and has been used okay so um so randy was very excited and he signed on he's like you know a teenager 19 or whatever and Mm -hmm. he has incredible details about how they they got into one of these um oh the t3w the giant triangles they're they're ours they're not 
an ET yes. thing. And so okay. he got up to one of the giant triangles with all the other cadets, and they had a kind of metal that you could see through. It was controlled. So, and I've heard this on ET crafts too. So this is technology that exists right. in real so time. So this Wonder uh, Woman's visible plane is not that. No. Not that far. No, not that far off at all. Not that far Unbelievable off at all. Unbelievable how many really. superheroes connect. Like you're saying 19 years old, Captain America, yeah. never aged. Wow. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Okay. Well, that's our, that's our uh, ideas or thoughts are floating around out there and people grab them and mm -hmm. creative people grab any thoughts that are out there. And that's why you see all this coincidental stuff because these things are actually happening on some level right? in wow. some way. So anyway, so Randy Kramer, he's a, he's a cadet and he is trained as a, both a pilot and a combat soldier. And mm. the first place he is stationed is on, uh, you know, moon base, which he says uh, everything was very old. Like it had been there since the fifties. Right. I mean, like Quonset, he said it was amazing yeah. at how, you know, industrial yeah. military 1950s it, hmm. it looked. He said it wasn't like there. I mean, there was high tech stuff underground and what have you. But the actual facility itself was 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 basically 1950s. So um, so he talked about that being trained for combat. Um, boy, he talked about um, learning the use of a skill called psionics which is an advanced it's a kind of remote viewing but it's also a way to project an illusion so it's it's mm. it's very involved but so so he was trained so you had to have psychic abilities to do that not mm -hmm. everybody do that so they and they use machines and stuff and blah 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 but he was trained to become a guy that was proficient at psionics mm -hmm. um so and then um he also talked about i remember about uh when you when you get ready to go into battle and now the battle the battles that he talked about were prime were, were on mars so there's there's mars base and mm -hmm. he was primarily stationed on mars base where there are um reptilian civilizations that uh, some we have treaties with and some are just nasty and just mm. so so that's why there have to be actual military forces on mars or or that was the case so he said they had these suits these these um uh you know for engaging in combat that would um somehow magically release amphetamines and other magical chemical chemicals into your system so hmm. that you would be in fighting mode so i mean it's some of it, it so he's he's uh told me like some endorphins very, yeah well <laughs> yeah. yes a cocktail you yeah. would get a cocktail that would allow you to go out there and do that job and still be completely cognizant wow. and it's just wow. you know incredible uh science mm -hmm. fiction stuff and uh there was um he was out there so long he was married he um to a fellow um uh, a fellow soldier and um there was a horrific battle and i'm not even going to bother to describe it but it, his wife was killed and just about everybody else with the uh, by some very vicious reptilians so uh of on mars apparently living underground living underground but i do think that but he also said that on on mars which by the way does have an atmosphere mm 
it's been doctored to make it look like it doesn't but it does have an atmosphere they've been um terraforming you know since the 50s there has and, to be for musk to be going up there and spending all oh, that yeah. time, all that money there has to be there are trillions and trillions of dollars missing from the u.s treasury treasury because of these yeah. projects so at any rate um they you can when you first get there, apparently you need to take oxygen. It's like being up very high, like if you were up at the mountains. Being Pikes so, Peak yeah, in so Colorado. You, but, you can, but you can adapt to it, and then you do yeah. after a while. And he said, uh, uh, Randy also said, and also other other um, uh, experiencers who've been stationed on Mars independently of Randy have told me that there are many ruins that look very much like, uh, you know, Egyptian mm -hmm. ancient Sumerian. Well, of course, Mars right. was a waste, you know, Mars was a way station for the transport mm -hmm. of gold until the atmosphere was ripped away. So there's no, right. there's absolutely no question that there would be, um, mm -hmm. you it, know, yeah, it makes ruins like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. sure. Now, was he hypno did he go under hypnosis? Well, Father, not or was he allowed to remember? Not with me. I believe okay. that he did have some hypnosis, but it was almost like once once certain doors were opened, mm -hmm. uh, everything flooded back. But the toughest, toughest time for him, and he's discussed all. I'm not telling these secrets. He's discussed all yes, of this yes. on coast to coast that. and everywhere you know yeah. so he he the toughest time for him was apparently um when he was sent back after the 20 and back and you know he woke up in his teenage bedroom uh oh. and felt like completely bizarre but didn't know why right. and so Maybe. there was a lot of lot of traumatic aftermath from that the because he was in battle the traumatic things that he saw and it there was a there was a lot of fallout which in his case involved a lot of drug use in his late mm -hmm. teens right. he was just trying to feel normal, normal. I mean, you know. yeah without explaining it makes you wonder how many people have been in that you know similar situation or exact uh, situation i'm i think millions Really? I wonder if they feel I they do. experience a constant sense of deja vu because of it. I Boy. think that they are. I think that many of many of these people are waking up and beginning mm. to wake up. And the reason why I say this is if they were involved in a government program, apparently the government programs involving the 20 and back, they only developed uh, a, a memory block, if you will, that could last for 20 years, oh. which is one of the reasons why I They're now I'm having like a surge of people right. uh, coming to see me who have been involved in these div diverse programs mm -hmm. and are actually now only now starting to wake up they're having mm -hmm. dreams or maybe they even have like con some consciously called uh, recalled memories but the the memory that it's it's my opinion that there is no memory block that can last indefinitely unless you're talking about organic damage and they're, the they're sorry Go, no, go ahead. That's no, all. no, you, you're our guest. No, I was just saying, you know, the, the, you know, the, the physical brain that we have is the hard drive. The hard mm -hmm. drive can be damaged, but that's not what we're talking about here. It's some mm -hmm. other kind of technology that has interfered probably with the chemical ability of memories to adhere to neurons. That's my guess. Right. But whatever they're doing, it only lasts for 20 years. 
So, right. yeah. Do you think maybe perhaps because we are living longer, they're seeing more people wake up? Well, these people aren't old. No, uh, no. I mean, up. I mean, oh. like in the fifties, they may have tried this, and it and it it was okay because they were starting at an older age, perhaps, and then they weren't living really long between cigarettes and heart right, disease and all that stuff. And now we're we're you know humans are living a lot longer because we're healthier and we're doing more well, to take I, care of ourselves. I wonder if that's why there's so many people that are snapping out of this. So. Well, I think I, I would say that they always, for these programs, they pick people who are superb physical specimens and and they have access to every kind of health enhancement when they're serving, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. they can have. So I'm not sure longevity. I just think it's 20 years. That's just what it is. So, so say, for instance, um, you know, someone uh, like like Randy Kramer, he, he was, let's see, 19, so 29, 39. That makes a lot of sense. That's when he began really waking up. It mm -hmm. took that it took that long. And um, and sometimes things still come back to him. So it's, it's, it's sad because he had a life, a spouse, like everything just ripped out from under him basically and, yeah yes. how do they how do they deal with the spouse and like if they're engaged at the time or if there's other mm -hmm. people do they wipe out all of their memories too like it's individual and it's an agreed upon thing it's not an enforced thing it's right. the idea that you're giving us 20 years but you're getting them back yeah right. and but when how you're does not everybody else deal with it that's what i'm saying like your family well, what ends up happening is most of these people are, are coming back into 19-year-old bodies, and they're probably uh, pretty difficult to live with anyway. So well, I don't I don't think there are very many parents. The that parents probably, are, are have aged. Yeah. 19, like well, they, but, well, they're they're fooling with the timeline. Nobody's okay, so, aged so that, it's still the same. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I understand. Oh, everybody, okay. is, it's it's just like it's back to the it's just like yeah. back to the future. They right. have okay. the technology to, right. Right. to move the timeline and to regress you and put you back into your own cor correct chronomatic situation. Can right. you get rid of them? Because I will. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Daph um, one more time, Mark. Just go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I know, I know. We can't all be as smart as you are. I but know. anyways, okay. sometimes I can't hold back. Thank you. Okay, we're just going to delete that one too. <laughs> oh man, Some people who are these can't people? play nice in a schoolyard. There. <laughs> Why are they getting so upset? All I'm I don't. Is, I'm no, not. You're not getting upset at you. He was upset at me because no. I said people are living longer. <laughs> yes. Well, that, well, they are. They are living longer. They are, and and these in programs. Well, so he he's he's comparing my comment to the Bible oh. of 700 years. Let's not go there. It's like, okay. It's, it's a little bit different, you know. The ancients, the ancients did, in some cases, live longer. Are, that's makes a you, that makes you, that's a whole other, a whole they other had, show. Uh, they had special yeah. DNA, and if exactly. you look at the percent, the Sumerian procession of kingship, exactly. it starts out with guys that lived for, ruled for like twenty five thousand years, and then it goes down yeah. and down and down yeah. and down as they oh mix with the but locals. You know, <laughs> I have, I'm open to everything, and I mm -hmm. respect everybody's opinions. But when I'm getting called names, I have an issue with it. 
Um, because yeah. it's like, okay, you need to just stand down because I never, you're misinterpreting oh. my comment. What if um, they die in service? That's an interesting Oh, question. Wayne. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Wayne. So how yeah. do they get their 20 years back? Promise. You know, yeah. they don't. They yeah. don't. They do not. There That's are, a risk. However, I will say this, that, and this is very far out. And again, I'm apologize. I'm not making this stuff. These are things people are telling me. Right. So uh, several of the experiencers that have been involved in these programs have told me that when they sign on, when they go on to, mm -hmm. to serve, they take three cloned bodies with them. Right. And they are used, these bodies are used for, to harvest body parts should they need them. Right. And they also have technology, apparently, where they can transfer consciousness from i've always said it everybody thinks i'm a dang conspiracy theorist <laughs> no they have they have the technology where they can right. randy kramer has described it to me where they can and where they can uh transfer the consciousness which exists in a kind of cerebral fluid and and transfer it into a, a healthy body mm -hmm. and uh so so even yeah. if somebody has been severely injured on the battlefield, yeah, there is rarely a death. That's what I'm trying to say. Oddly, I don't think that that situation comes up very often. Right. It right. does happen. It does happen. But it's, uh, it's certainly not an everyday thing. And then I suppose I can't imagine... I, I, if I talk to Randy again, I'm, I can't, I'll ask him that. I can't imagine what the quantum fallout is from that. I don't really know. Right, right. Um, oh, that makes sense why he was so upset. Um, can, <laughs> okay, He's here's military. another question. Another question from Wayne. Amelia, do you have this one? Yes, I do. Sorry, I had to check that. Wayne asks, I've had dreams of a place like Mars, and it's a futuristic war-torn place. So could these dreams actually be suppressed memories? Yes. Yes, they could. What you're describing is very much like what uh, has been seen on Mars by the individuals that I have worked with who have had that experience. And... Um, uh, you know, I would, mm -hmm. uh, I would, you know what I would do? I would, if, if this is something you'd be open to, I would give myself a suggestion before going to sleep that I will remember more details about this experience. And oh, you can phrase it, you can, you can phrase it any way you wish. And I would say it to myself or you say it to yourself mm -hmm. about five times before you go to sleep. And mm -hmm. then see, you know, keep a pad right by your bed in case you wake up in the middle of the night or in case you want to write it down in the morning. And you may very be very surprised at how much detail begins to come back. Because if it's coming up in your dreams, <laughs> if it's punching a hole in your subconscious, it's it trying to come out. Yes, that's what he that's says. That's what I believe as I well. I don't know if I'm still in service. <laughs> Dang it, Wayne. <laughs> Maybe. I I. I can't answer that. I only know two people who yeah. have had this experience who have a still have a military connection where they are being encouraged to be whistleblowers. 
Wow. That's where some, a, some aspect, there is some aspect of the government that, that wants everything to come out. So that would be wow. like screen memory staging, like, are, 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 is that stuff intentionally put into someone's memory, let's say, or psyche for that reason, do you think? Or is that something entirely different? Um, are you talking about the memory that, that your listener just shared? Is that what you mean? Let's let's look at let's look at that one as an example. Sure. Well, I think that I think that any that dream seems very specific. Uh, he's aware that it's a foreign landscape, the dystopian nature. Oh, of he's seen the red sand. He's described all that. Yeah. Like so, yeah, so to me, um, to yeah. me, what that represents is an actual physical experience, not a right. uh, because the subconscious. Yes, we have imagination, but it, but it basically is a truthful type of part of our brain and doesn't recognize time. It doesn't know the difference between past, present, and future. Right. But but he would be probably about the age where uh, things might be mm -hmm. trying to come back I would so just like I said there's there's mm -hmm. no harm in encouraging yourself to remember some more things right and and if you feel there's a preponderance then you mm -hmm. can take it further Wayne yeah. I'll, I'll give you a ride he said he needs to come and see you. I'll drive him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's had Actually, these dreams for, for a long time, and they're very vivid. I told him to keep a log. Yeah. So it's it's they're very, very vivid. His um, dreams are very vivid. Yeah. yeah. I believe yeah. it. He's an amazing um, writer as well. And mm -hmm. he does have, you know, because we share a house, uh, uh, extraterrestrial activity. A lot, there's a lot of extraterrestrial activity here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, there is. There's tons of it. Yeah. There's well, I think that there I, I personally think that there's an underwater base in Lake Ontario. Oh, there is. More than and, one. You know, yeah. probably more than one. And <laughs> yeah. uh did you see did you gals see that the um I don't know if you were watching this even the news, but there were two UFOs that clearly appeared when the Queen was being honored with the yes. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. No, so, I'm I'm so fixated on Prince Louis that I you know. did. Well, no, you, can, you can yeah. look, look at it. They I think looked it's right up and saw them right in the middle yep. of the day. Wow. Well, yeah. I believe it because her husband was very, very yeah. interested in yeah. He was, was very upset when he had the first men on Mars, on Mars, on the moon. And they were just trying to ask him questions. And he just wanted to know if they saw any people. Like, how did you see any aliens? And he yeah. was so disappointed yeah. with that visit. Yeah. Because they didn't really talk much about it. No, and, they uh, weren't allowed to. But yeah, no. Prince Philip was had a huge interest in ufology. So I kind of think that that was that he had something to do with that. Maybe you oh, never know, on, right? That was his day. On yeah. Some level. yeah, because without him, she wouldn't have been able to to. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> that's a whole other show. But anyway. So we've got some questions coming up, and I don't okay. know if this is something you can even. Um, and so Michael Kennedy has asked on a couple questions. I'm just looking for it to pop up here uh, for you, Amelia. There's a few uh, of them, yeah. I don't uh, know. Okay, here we go. Let's, we'll, we'll start with that one. Okay, this one's, this one's good. Uh, Michael Kennedy asks, it seems like ufologists are divided on the topic of cattle mutilations. Yeah. And this was the first part of that question. It seems like you... Follow and he's people... being autocorrect, so just go yeah, through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to bear with me. 
yeah. that study this phenomenon are especially are separated by the concept of cattle mutilation. I'm interested in Leslie's opinion. Same question. Okay. okay. On cattle mutilations, I guess. Okay. Well, you know, I, I am at a loss with this phenomena and I, you know, I've discussed this with Linda Moulton Howe, who is probably one of the foremost experts on this uh, phenomena. Um, I have the feeling though, that anything this brutal would have to do with us. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I think you. so too. You know, I mean, I it just looks like they're conducting some kind of experiments. Who knows what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have no way of knowing. I, I don't. I know that the. I know that the animals become very agitated before the phenomena happens. So that mm -hmm. says to me, you know, some kind of uh, EM EMF and emanations, or there's some kind of technology involved. <laughs> and uh, again, you know, we could be, this could be part of a genetic research part. This could be, you know, there could be some grays involved too. I mean, yeah. why not? They're, you know, they're, mm -hmm. that would be beyond them. They don't stay The government, no. Some of them seem to be All quite uh, compassionless, yeah. but I I tend to think that it is a a government program, a secret government program, and possibly involving a collaboration with ETs as well. I yeah. agree with you on that one because mm -hmm. the animal rights activists would be right up there if they knew for sure, yeah, that the government had anything to do with that, and oh they would God. never be able to move. Um, yeah. Michael is also asking, I would also like Leslie's opinion on what the petroglyphs of the anarchy are carrying. Anunnaki. Oh, Anunnaki. The little purses. Yes. yes. Are carrying satchels or buckets. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I call them, yeah. I call them mini, mini dolces. Yeah. yeah. Like the mini dolce and gabbana purses. The cute That's little purses. Like. Well, yeah. they refer to these, they refer to these little bags, um, or in some of the translations uh, by Zacharias Hitchin, they refer to them as carrying the waters of life. Mm -hmm. Now, I I'm not sure what that means, but it certainly is a symbol of their superiority and their, you know, their deification in a sense to the, to the beings that they had, you know, genetically upgraded. Mm -hmm. um, it may have been some type of something that was like a, like a medical kit. Uh, mm -hmm. their waters of life may have actually been a reviving substance, a sophisticated, medically sophisticated reviving substance, sus mm -hmm. uh, substance that they all carried. Right. Um, you know, I think all of these things have been speculated, but we can certainly uh, accept that whatever it was, it was of a, it, it was a distinctive symbol of mm -hmm. their superiority and their status as as gods to be carrying the waters of life and also the the wristbands are also interesting you yes. know the, uh, you know were they was that technology was that you know beam me up scotty i mean what yeah. was <laughs> we're going to talk about right? beaming us up in one second after our station and sponsor id please absolutely you are listening <laughs> to out of the realm with michelle de roche and myself amelia pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of new orleans on 105 0.3 FM radio tonight. We have our favorite lady in the house. Leslie Mitchell Clark is with us. Stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use if you miss this show. Shout out and thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. We love you and we thank you so much. Shout out and huge thank you for our intro and outro, our friend 
Justin Snicker, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and find him on Facebook and Instagram. There now we, we can go, go. So let's yes. talk beaming us up. Um, when you're dealing with ET, are we dealing with an organic being? Are we dealing with AI? Are we dealing with a hologram? How are they just like come into your boudoir at night when you know it's supposed to be your She's safe space, right? I'm gonna get ornery about that. You know, your little safe space, and they're just like there aggravating the dogs and everything else. Oh yeah. Well, I think there can be a few different things going on. Now okay. uh, certainly when when children are when be, people are being taken from a young age in fact you know i'm i'm always always saying that i don't think there is such a thing as right. an experiencer who's had only one experience i don't think it works I like agree. that but yeah. so when when children are taken these experiences seem to be very very physical in the sense and sometimes beings if they're sometimes beings bring a um a kind of a wand uh i've heard uh, uh, and grays are almost they're the grays that come in and and take uh people aboard are kind of like minions they're not <laughs> always really uh they're not always really fully biological beings but they okay. often do the schlepping as we say <laughs> right, so right. sometimes these beings the come in like the that. schlepping Right. And they have kind a kind of a wand that seems to open a vortice, so they are able to travel um, uh, through some transportation transpo technology, mm -hmm. and wow. they and then they can come into the room. They're usually very physical. They are usually able to uh, paralyze the, the the child or the individual sometimes with a, just a touch on the forehead, um, and then um, many many. Uh, people report as children being flown out you know through through the roof or through a wall because apparently this same technology that opens the vortice can do something to the molecules for mm -hmm. for a physical uh, body or being to pass through and it's just you know everything has a vibration it's just a question of adjusting it everything has a vibration so um, in that case, they would maybe speed up the vibration of the wall. So it would be fluid when you, mm -hmm. I don't know, but many, many of these experiences in the, in the early years are very, very physical where mm -hmm. kids are out playing with their friends, a craft lands and someone comes up and, and guides them in and, uh, and then they're brought back and they're right back in the same place and the friends are right there. And it's as if no time has passed. So this is the, we see a lot Lot of real physical um, encounters and also the the kids that are taken aboard craft do physical things usually right. usually they're learning um, all manner of things that that you know they looks like a bunch of Rubik's cubes sometimes I mean they're learning about uh, being telekinetic putting puzzles together they they have stuff that they do mm -hmm. and uh, and I think I think then kids that just aren't up to snuff just get weeded out of the program mm -hmm. is, is kind of probably, you know, what happens. So, uh, so it's very physical in the beginning. Now, what we seem to see happening as people approach midlife and maybe, you know, maybe Wes discussed this with you, the experiences seem to become much more etheric. Mm -hmm. much more like astral projection, if you will, right. uh, where you are a participant 
in in uh, whatever's going on on a craft or in a program and while your physical third density self is carrying on you can uh you know project yourself into an environment where you're collaborating with other beings and they can see you and feel you and communicate mm -hmm. with you mm -hmm. so um and this this seems to be not an uncommon way for beings to collaborate. Uh, you know, again, not, not everybody uh, uh, explores space in a craft. Mm -hmm. And there are beings that just project themselves and sometimes sort of holographically. Right. They don't leave their planet, but they engage mm -hmm. in all the, and they project themselves. So for us, <coughs> for or for, not for me, but excuse mm -hmm. me, for the people that I'm, working with that are in this type of program, there seems to be a big shift around midlife where the experiences are not strictly physical. Right. They're far more uh, spiritual, if you will, or, but you know, the body that, that, um, that individuals are, are uh, astral projecting with, I almost call it a psychophysical body because I'm not sure it's, it's mm -hmm. as light or diaphanous as like the soul when it leaves a living body. Right. <laughs> I think right. maybe more, I think we may have several, and I'm sure the, the Buddhists and various mm -hmm. people in spiritual disciplines probably will concur with that. I think we have several bodies, mm -hmm. <laughs> not just right. the physical and not just our soul. Right. I think the etheric body is somewhere in between and we can travel in it and with it and it can appear solid. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense actually. Um, do you think, I mean, we're, we're in trouble times for many. Um, do you think with all the changes on the horizon, a lot of, a lot of contactees basically feel that, you know, they're actually asking for ET to intervene. Do you think that's something that they're going to do? Well, I think there's so much going on in partnership right now. But I also think that there is a kind of a prime directive, not mm -hmm. unlike Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek, where they, you know, that we have to kind of do it for ourselves. I do believe that they would stop nuclear destruction. Because they've turned yeah, stuff they've off before. Yes. They, do they, that. they would have to, because <laughs> I can't that. imagine no, there isn't a leader that one time, uh, you know, did it without. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I many, know. many evolved civilizations have passed through this nuclear age and suffered mm -hmm. destruction. I think it's a very, very, diff very, uh, it's like, you know, a toddler with a blowtorch. I mean, it's right. a yeah. very precarious uh, kind yeah, of time. Yeah. So I think, the kids would, alone. <laughs> yeah. I think that they have volunteered again and again under different regimes like Valiant right. Four uh, yeah. and tried to help and, and have been, you know, rejected because of greed and fear. Well, now, what, you know, the, what, what is going to have to, what is going to have to change is the way is is a fossil fuel based economy. Right. This is you know if we're going to save our earth, it's it's two things. You know, well, mm -hmm. it's more than two things, but that we have to make those changes. Now there are wonderful forward thinking people, mm -hmm. but it's very tough to to battle you know the old robber barons, you know the oil barons. I mean this right. this kind of elite financial elitism is 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 
part mm -hmm. and parcel of our greedy third density world. Well, well you'd be bankrupting all kinds of uh, really, really, really super rich um, generational families in, in the Middle East. But uh, lithium, I don't agree with lithium either, though. I think lithium batteries tapping into the earth is this just as crazy as you know, as the oil. Oh, yeah. I don't well, there's understand. a lot of stupid stuff. There's a lot yeah. of, there, there's a lot of stupid stuff going on. I mean, we, we really, we could have free energy just like the ancient Sumerians did. We could Tesla have Tesla free wanted. earth energy. We could have it now. We could have had it with Nikola Tesla, but the only, the only reason it. that we do yeah. not have it is the, is the greed factor. And they even make it difficult to like my my sister was telling me she just she recently um completely uh solar paneled her you know her roof which i right. think you know in la that's that's something you could do yes. here not so much but anyway yes so she did that and she was just like taxed and permits and they made it as Hard. difficult and as expensive as it could possibly just be like, just like electric cars a normal yeah. person cannot afford a tesla a no. tesla starts at hundred thousand Canadian. i'd like I mean, one i don't i have a ford focus yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay i hear ford's coming out with one for only seventy thousand less only seventy thousand you know yeah. that or you could mm. drive a bmw but like you know that's like, right like it's like it's they make it so that you you have no choice but to pick the fossil fuels because most people can't afford to drive something like that or mm -hmm. if they have that firm you know belief that i have to drive an electric vehicle i can't do it i can't mm -hmm. do the fossil fuel thing then they go in debt so it, they, it's always a win-win for that side Mm -hmm. Well, right. it has been, and but I think I think that a shift is coming, and that will be the big change. And remember that if it's handled in the right way, there will be enough jobs for anyone who's working in the oil industry to begin to establish these these free mm -hmm. energy projects. I mean, I mean, just the, the just the infrastructure of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, the economy has to shift. Every person has to have a living wage. Children have to be fed. I mean, these are like whoa, you know, especially in America. Oh my God, you know, they they the the idea of mm -hmm. uh, of us as human beings, you know, caring for each other. So we have a lot of stuff that is that is of our own making that is preventing open contact in the way we would like to see it and well, the mess the message i keep hearing from all these experiences and all these different types of ets is mm -hmm. clean up your own backyard right well, you can start with food too because fast food is cheaper mm -hmm. and easier for most families they can't afford to eat well so there there's much disease and there's a lot That's of right so low people at a, people in a low economic level are are eating bad food and suffering from uh, diabetes and heart mm -hmm. disease and all those other terrible things that go yeah. with it. And you, you know what they did in all, uh, this is, this is something that's been starting to happen in Australia. The, um, uh, the Aboriginal peoples of, of Australia were experiencing huge high rates, just like our native peoples are of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. I mean, like through the roof. So they began a project where, where they reforested their lands with the original uh, plant life yeah. that they had enjoyed for thousands of years before and literally restored the diet that they 
they as a people had been enjoying for thousands of years. For them. And you know what, what has happened then? Heart rate stabilized, cancer rates plummet, diabetes gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, food, food is medicine. So and basically we're going back to the basics, getting away from the poison and taking care of ourselves uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically. We have to be at that point to communicate with these exceptional races of, of ETs. Um, well, I think they're very, I think a lot of communication goes on. I don't, I think that's something we're doing and ready for and have been, but I, mm-hmm. I think that they have a lot of compassion for us. Right. And I think that we are also very genetically tied to some of the beings that visit us, particularly from the Lyran system and the, the Pleiadians. I mean, mm-hmm. many of these, from what I'm hearing, many of these beings who, who were like our cousins, they can, they can pass. They're mm-hmm. here. They're right. walking around. They're going to ufology conventions. They're, you right. know, they're, they're, um, they're out and about. It. So, uh, it. yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, we're not alone and we have never been alone. Right. And I think that there is a kind of a parental feeling of many of the beings uh, uh, that mm-hmm. are highly evolved and they want so much for us, but we have, we have such a, I think, I think that's why the earth is known kind of as the grand experiment because of the diversity of, uh, and, and the different levels mm-hmm. of development of life that we have on the planet. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the animal life. They're all perfect for what they are. I'm talking about human evolution. Humans, yeah. We have people that are like Cro-Magnons and, and then we have, you know, beautiful evolved souls mm-hmm. as well. And we're all sharing the same planet. And mm-hmm. what happens when, a ch- say a chunk of humanity begins to oscillate in in the fourth dimension mm-hmm. uh do we do we simply move on to another timeline that doesn't involve the more um retrograde humans right well that's, that's part of that's the, not o- the awful, evolution you know what i'm talking no, about i, under- I understand yeah, people yeah. have to evolve somewhere i don't yeah. know that you can fully evolve in, in, you know, the way in the third, in the third density. I I don't, it has to be a a thing. And, and of course, many, many of us, both of you, dear ladies included are, have chosen to be here at this very exciting time. And we are the midwives of disclosure. (laughs) We're also talking to, you know, clearing the planet of, of of spirits that haven't been able to move ahead. You know, I, I mean, we're doing Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Right. And, I'm pretty uh, sure I put in small print. I don't want to come back, though. Well, you probably won't. Have, I don't feel like I'd probably <laughs> want to. But, you know, the, the, the I'm thing a warrior. About, I'll keep two. I'll take one for the team, ladies. I'll do it. And the I've thing been here about, enough times. The thing about physical experience, from what I hear, is it speeds up uh, development. Right. Because Because of the ways that we are challenged here. Which right. and because when you're in it, living in a spiritual dimension, there is no hatred and you know nastiness and evil, mm-hmm. you know. But we, you know, we're here mucking about, and there mm-hmm. are levels below this. I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are there are levels of existence, dangerous right. elementals, and God knows what. You know. Thanks, Wayne. Wayne Murphy said, <laughs> "Run into, run the, into wind. the wind." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I do that like outside here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, mm -hmm. Michael Kennedy has another question. He's got a great question. Is Leslie familiar with a hundred monkey concept where basically a mass consciousness and population can snap evolve? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. I, I have heard of it and I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and who's to say it hasn't happened? in in com whole communities maybe that just transition in some way at the same time mm -hmm. i you know i i uh, i i hate to ever say that something isn't possible because the more the longer i live on this planet and the you know the more people i encounter and listen to mm -hmm. them the more i feel like i know nothing no oh, you take randy <laughs> for an example you know it, it's so hard to i mean if something like that can happen then, I mean, sky's the limit. I think anything can happen. You know? We have been we have been victimized as human beings for many many years mm -hmm. by this expensive uh, intergovernment uh, secret space program. We've been denied technology that could save lives. Mm -hmm. uh, we, it's it's the list of <clears throat> of these traitorous. Mm -hmm. uh, activities is is long and i i kind of personally think that the only way that you know some of the real truth is going to come out is that anybody who is living yet living be given amnesty to mm -hmm. discuss these things because the you know the people that put this all together and the, they're either dead or they're very old men and women and they they are patriotic and they believe or have convinced themselves that they were doing the right thing for their country and they signed the oath of allegiance and they will not talk mm. unless they are there is some type of um a release from that secretive from those from that a uh, pact of secrecy Right. Uh, so otherwise, we, we I think we just have to change things as we see them. And the first thing to do is to move on behalf of our planet and nature, which includes changing the financial system and doing away with carbon based. So um, basically, you're, you're, you know, the whole one world order sort of thing. I'm not in disagreement with one world order, uh, the one world order, new world order. Um, I, I believe that. You know, it's very difficult to see. So I mean, nobody can get along. <laughs> how how can we get along with anybody else if we can't get along with ourselves? I think there needs to be a governing body, but a proper governing body. Not everybody who's vying into position. Oh yeah, well spot, it's show. You know, know it's in America, politics are show business. Oh. So, you know, it's, it's, oh, uh, here we're getting like that here as well. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. true. I mean, it's true. So there's, you know, there's a, yeah. we can't take very much of currency seriously. makes sense. We should all I'm be cool paying the it. same thing. Everybody deserves you know? a levy, living wage. And I tell you, I think that in reality, it has been a one world government for a long time oh, without a shadow, so shadow government people without, without yeah. us being, yes, being absolutely. made aware of it. So absolutely. it's not that you're very aware of it. And just nobody wants to. Hear that's it. right. No, but everyone who's talking about new world order, I don't think that they ever take into consideration that there's going to be another government behind that. Don't you always. think that yeah. you will always know who these people are? You will never know. Right. Well, you know, I think we have to be maybe, you know, a little bit more optimistic and and but the old the crusty old men who have been controlling all the money have mm -hmm. to go. 
And um, um, that's just what is going to have to happen to save our civilization, I think. we. Uh, I think it'd be a start. It would be a good start. It would be a good start. It would be. Yeah, Maria, do you want to get this optimistic. one? Yes, absolutely. Michael says Jeremy Corbell, George Knapp, and others are working on exactly yes, this amnesty for those who have insight and can testify. Yes. In another yes. congressional hearing, we are living an exciting time. Yes. So yeah. that idea of amnesty is 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 nothing new, and it's an idea that is spreading. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for for both George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell, and right. um, and you know, there are so many wonderful people who mm -hmm. are now involved in you know opening up opening up everybody's minds and and we can communicate with beings anytime we want to really I agree we've forgotten who we are we have global amnesia we are the cousins of many of these evolved beings who are mm -hmm. here we have just we have just forgotten who we are i agree so what do you think of the whole ce5 movement do you think this is a good thing well, I have, I'm about to um, participate in a CE5 uh, experiment pr uh, pretty soon, like next Very month. Nice. And I'm, I'm, I certainly have my mind open to it. I yeah, have just it come down here. You can call them out easy. Oh yeah. Oh my. Uh, that's really active where, where yeah. you are. Oh yeah. Um, I have for years I've been using, uh, there's a little app that Stephen Greer has. That's right. It's this little tool, the CE5. And, you know, you can just download it. I think it's free. You download it and um, you No, can I think he charges for it. Oh, does no, he I was going to say, I'd does, be impressed if he gave anything away. Yeah, I think, oh, I, right. yeah, I think it's about 30 bucks or something, but there's, oh, okay. there's a lot of info on it. Oh, yeah. And adding to it. Yeah. And you get, um, you get the meditation sounds that he yep. uses. You get all the things that you need mm -hmm. to call in some benevolent craft. And I have a very close Those friend. Those are $10, Michael said. Okay. So, okay. I have a very Ten, close wait, friend. Wait, is Michael in U.S.? <laughs> Yes. Ten dollars can be like so thirty dollars Canadian, here. Michael. Yeah, it's thirty dollars. Thirty dollars Canadian. That's about what it is <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's your yeah. firstborn. <laughs> so. But I do have a friend who she no longer does, and she worked in the Stephen Greer organization. Yeah, and participated in Many, mm -hmm. many of the of uh, these uh, protocols, and mm -hmm. has seen. She says, "I've seen craft. I've seen beings. Mm -hmm. I've seen so so." We are, we can, no one's going to be able to stop us from communicating with other benevolent beings. If it's, we it's, yeah. I, and it's I affordable. Know, it's only $13.99, lady. Yeah. <laughs> I know down here, um, I've done it just randomly, just, you know, uh, just basically taking a drive and say, okay, you know, just, I put it out there and next thing you yeah. know, bam. That's all house. it takes. In the house. Uh, yeah, well, they can absolutely do Hold that. On. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think your chances of doing that are great. And as yeah, I try I mean, to tell people, it's all about your intention. You yeah. know, look at Tom Conwell who's come on and he said, nope, that's it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put my intention out and I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> Every night he did it. He came on our he show. Did. He did. It took I, him a few years, though, but he got it. Um yeah, but he said at one point he goes he he's when he got serious about it, he went out and did it. And within a week or two, it started becoming a regular thing. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So here it's just like I put it out there and we were just driving a couple of weeks ago. We have this thing over the river where 
it, it just randomly does this flash thing goes just like this this is really uh -huh. so i'm driving down one night and i'm like where are you because i'm thinking where are you and i because i could just i just i just sense the presence and i just think oh it's gonna be one of those nights <laughs> you know and all of a sudden i just see this bright light that just goes just disappears just like that and it's not all the time it's just a random place over the river that it happens wow well, I mean, I, I, no app. I, no app. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I think that's that you're, you're just getting a little signal, little nod. You yeah, know? I'm with so. I think I'm, good. Can, I'm good. I think, I think I thought maybe it was a portal, but then we'd see it all the time, I think, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm it, afraid my clumsy behind will end up through a portal if I call something. <laughs> I'm not afraid I'll come of get you. Don't worry. I'm not don't afraid worry. of beings. I'm afraid of like slipping through time because that's just. And if something's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. It always does. That's my concern. <laughs> it's like, oh, I see them and then I don't want to come back, you know? Right. Right. Oh, I don't know, but I would be really interested in hearing about your experiences if you pull this off. Um, my, my, my experience is... five, it... yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, give it a oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you all about it after that okay. happens. And, uh, but I know that, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm expecting that we'll get results. I have a very good feeling about it. And, oh yeah, um, absolutely. I think it's going to be quite something, but I will give you a full and complete report. I'm very excited for yeah. you. I'm like Bubbles. who's like, <laughs> no, don't want to do this. I am very excited for you. I'm excited for you. I'm excited yeah. for everyone. I just don't want to do it. I'm not ready yet. I'm just not ready. Okay. No. I th I honestly show. feel that when I am, it will not be difficult. I do have that that feeling yeah. that it will not be difficult. I agree. It it's won't be difficult at all. It's yeah. It's already happened. So not to worry. It, it's She's not like, to what? worry. No. Not to worry. <laughs> so we're, we're I have nearing... enough to deal with on the dark side. So. <laughs> We're nearing the end of the show already. We're at that point. Um, so I know. So just tell everybody how they can find you, what you've got coming up and uh, oh, all wow, the fun stuff. Okay. Well, you can always reach me at, excuse me, Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y at lightworkhypnosis.com. And that's all one word, all lowercase. And you can find me on Facebook as Leslie Mitchell Clark or Lightwork Hypnosis or Contact TV. And um, my most recent book is uh, called Intersections, which was written by Wes Roberts and myself, and that can be obtained uh, at uh, Amazon.ca, uh, Amazon.com, wherever you Amazon. And uh, the next fun thing I have coming up has nothing to do with ufology, but um, you know, I'm also a singer and entertainer, and Ooh. I'm going to be performing at the TD Niagara Jazz Festival on June 20th. Wow! So that's nice. my that's my that's next fun thing. Nice. <laughs> You yeah. should be doing so your CE5. It's out this way. Pardon me? That's where you should do way. your CE5. Sorry. Oh. In Niagara. At, at the oh, yeah. festival? At no, the, but oh, at we could... go down by the river quietly, yeah. Fort Erie way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's very, to, it's... We might have to join her. 
that would be fantastic. <laughs> I tell you, oh my God, it's I'm playing it. Uh, it's it's a place called the Spirit Distillery, and it's a, yes. a great gig. So that's where I'm going to be on June twentieth, and mm -hmm. um, nice. with, my little, with my little group, the Melatonins. <laughs> I love, I love, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Who's your Who's That's your amazing. favorite jazz artist, Leslie? Off topic. Oh golly, I have so many favorites: Carmen McRae, Billie Holiday. I oh, I love uh, you know I I uh, Sarah Vaughn, um, uh, Jackie and Roy. I loved Irene Krall. I mean, you know, I have a big list. But uh, but anyway, but there you go. Send me some information on the, on the new book so we could have a gander at it. Maybe have you and Wes on together. That would be fantastic, my dear. That would be fantastic. We'd really enjoy that for sure. Well, then I say well, we let's, let's do it. So make it so. Make it so. Make it so. We need to have Screw dinner. The prime directive. <laughs> we so. need to have dinner, but we might have to start at lunch. I have a feeling we'd have okay. to start at lunch. We, well, that's because... a good idea. We'll do the yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be the lunch segueing into dinner. Yeah, I can, that happened I the first time I met Michelle. <laughs> yeah. So just saying. There we go. How ro how Roman of us. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Bring on the wine. Well, All right. Thank Perfect. you, ladies, as always. Yeah. Amelia, thank, thank you. you. Michelle, thank you. It's You're always a joy. Thank you. Thank we you. adore you. And I'll email thank you. you. Okay. All right, darling. <laughs> Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, gosh, she's so delightful. We just love having she her is. on. But, of course, we have come to the end of another, like, awesome segment. And I mean awesome. Big thank you to Leslie Mitchell-Clark uh, just simply for being amazing. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee, who are, uh, you know, our, our biggest sponsors here on the show. They've been with us for the last two and a half years. So thank you. Thank you. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker, uh, our newest sponsor for uh, backing us up and giving us a new intro and outro. We appreciate you so much. Remember whatever platform you are listening to the show on. Again, if you love the content, please just subscribe or like us up and uh, show us some support. We really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, if you'd like to see a specific guest or topic on the show, if you have any suggestions for content, again, the outer realm contact at gmail.com, the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Uh, I've also been asked um, to put this out there. Uh, MG Stevens, who was on our show a little while back, is writing another book on uh, North American Indian paranormal stories, folklore, and experiences. So cool. it's going to basically be a book on the paranormal via North American um, Indigenous people. Nice. So if you have stories, please send them in to the outer realm again at the outer realm contact at gmail.com. She is just in the collection uh, process right now. She's going to be getting back to everybody. So all of your emails are going to go and get forwarded directly to her. And um, I think if you guys have great tales to tell, she would love to hear them and possibly put them in your book. Um, yeah, well, Michael, it's, she's, it's definitely in the, um, the archives, but if you've got cool stories, I, I, you know what? I believe she may be, is she Cherokee? I think she may be as well. Anyway, 
just just drop a line. Uh, tomorrow night, again, we welcome the return of Dr. Terje Simonson, who's going to be continuing where he left off, um, talking about his book on the paranormal and parapsychology. And he's he is really just amazing. But if you have any questions on that, fire them off under um our advertisement on the outer realm because then we will be able to ask them in advance it will be a pre-recorded show and of course you know amelia and i will be active tomorrow night with y'all like that y'all y'all <laughs> i know i love it um but until then we bid you guys a good night thank you all for tuning in you guys just make it that much more fun mm -hmm. here on the show we'll see you all tomorrow night behave i mean it <laughs>